101.9 iHeartRadio in the Matrix Studios. You already know the vibes. I am here with a special guest. This is one of my newly found sisters and good friends, and her name is Kaisha Kelly, and she runs this company called Hip Hop Closet, which is one of the dopest spots in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. So, guys, welcome my guest, Kaisha Kelly. What's up? Thank you. Um, Kaisha and I met in the summer, and we were on um, at a studio of, at the Matrix Studio app, actually in in Brooklyn. And we were doing; uh, she was doing another podcast, and I was getting ready to come on doing my show, or I had just finished. Yeah, just finished. I just show. finished yeah. filming my mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and I saw her, and she was talking and whatever. And then she said um, who she was, and I was like. <gasps> So I hung around after the show because I had been trying to reach out to her for her um, because she runs Hip Hop Closet. And I just thought it was like the dopest thing ever. And I had never heard of it. And I'm like 100 years Brooklyn here. You know right, what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So how could yeah. I not have heard of right. this or whatever? And so we we started to kick it and came to find out that she was doing a show during New York Fashion Week on September 9th. And my show had been canceled seven times yeah that was crazy (laughs) and we talked about it and we decided to work together and do that and then we just became fam ever since it's been nothing but love ever Mm -hmm. since so i just you know i know we're all talking about the 20th and 25th i mean the 25th this is your 25th the 50th anniversary of hip-hop and i always holler about the 50th anniversary of the black supermodel november 28th um 1973, yes. yeah. Stephen Burroughs went to Paris and he dogged all of the designers out there, Yves Saint Laurent and all of them, and brought these beautiful models, Pat Cleveland, Beth Ann Hardison, and Alva Chen, and, uh, and a whole host of other, other women with him, 11 women, actually, Black women from um, Harlem, which put us on the map. Mm-hmm. So we were celebrating that. But unbeknownst to me that I know that it was the 25th anniversary of Hip Hop Closet. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Kaisha, I just want to know, for one, where did the concept come from, Hip Hop Closet? So it was my actually my brother's idea. Mm-hmm. I was working as an engineer in California, mm-hmm. and um, he came to me with the idea. He said, we need to cl- sell clothing and accessories online. Right. So I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> the year was 1997. So, right. you know, nothing like that was really going on, you know, that, that was mainstream. Right. So I said, okay, let me go do some research and see what you're talking about. I went and did research, and it was on after that. I said, oh, you have a great idea. Let's do it. Right. And and we decided on hip hop culture because that's where we're from. You right, know, right. born and raised in Brooklyn, became uh, all, day. all day. One of my brothers is a DJ, the other one is an artist. So, you know, we we were just like, it's gonna be hip hop. Right. And I was like walking on a trail and the name just came to me and I said, Yep, that's it. That's it. Hip hop closet. Yeah, because at that time it was also like this time frame where a lot of artists were coming out with clothing lines, right, you know, right, it was right. Rockaway, Rock Apple Bottom, yeah, Apple and, uh, Bottom, yeah. Sean John. I worked with every single last Fat one of those Bond. brands. Yeah, yeah. So it was and we noticed like we were our original idea was to have them, but also have up and coming, you know, brands right. um, you know, that were out. Right. But we real we quickly realized that 
what was so accessible to us was not accessible to the, to the rest of the world. So that's when we just, you know, really honed in on, okay, all of this stuff is right here at our fingertips. Let's put Brooklyn on the internet right. <laughs> just sell just everything yeah <laughs> just sell everything from you know the streets right. <laughs> on, on the, and that's what we did and that's why a lot of people from new york might not have heard of us because right. it was all stuff that you could get right you know right in your own neighborhood right so right right we were really big outside of new york right, outside right. of um, the u.s right and outside of the u.s because mm-hmm. that's where our culture is 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 like mm-hmm. really appreciated like we were just talking about my girl step lover telling me stop going to rooms where you're tolerated and wait and go to rooms where you're appreciated right and you guys were appreciated outside of the yes. u.s because it's like oh they mm-hmm. this is this is where we can get what's hot and what's right. going on and especially you know brooklyn is everywhere you know yeah, I mean? yeah. no matter where you go they'd be like we're brooklyn hey, right you'd be, you be in new zealand <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yep. yeah so, so what what i want to know is okay you started online and what have you then you ended up with this this fabulous showroom at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Like I was blown away when I was in there. Like they had sheepskins, they had leather bombers, they had all kinds <laughs> of stuff in there that I hadn't seen in Udine. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Right. So what made you move from doing online to having a physical space as well? So um, when we, um, you know, business has its ups and downs. Exactly. We both started families, you know, have partners, married mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, business ch- started to take a back burner. Right. And then it got to a point where a lot of other brands, you know, the internet it exploded. exploded. Mm-hmm. But with this, with its explosion, it turned into this really weird, wild, wild west of, mm-hmm. you know, where you didn't know what you were really going to get. People would steal our photos and put them on like wish.com and you know all of these places and so we really realized that we needed a place where people can come and experience the brand and honestly i actually got the idea from like king's dominion bush garden (laughs) (laughs) i went yeah i went on a family vacation long story short went on a family vacation and on our way back we drove down so when i was driving back i'm like hey who started bush gardens you know i'm like falling down this rabbit hole i love a rabbit hole and I came to find out that Bush Gardens was started as a marketing tool for Anheuser Busch. What? Yes, a place to go and experience. See, this the is where you learn things that on a fashion moment with Tai yeah. We educate. What? Right. So I'm like, wait a minute. I need, you know, like that's what we need. Right. We need to bring the brand to life. Like, have a place where people can come and experience hip hop in all these different forms. Right. And while they're there, hey, that is a nice sheepskin on the wall. Why don't you get that? You know, like, exactly. So so that's really how we came up with the idea of um, opening up a showroom Mm -hmm. and and having a space where even if you can't come to it, you know that it's there. So you feel more comfortable purchasing from us because you see us there. You see other people coming. Okay. So. I that first of all, I'm still I'm still <laughs> flabbergasted about the Anna as a Bush thing or whatever and Bush Gardens and all that kind of stuff or whatever and everything. That's just amazing yeah. to me and that's a wonderful backstory. And then I love a story that, you know, when something else triggers something because right. like me when it comes to me, everybody says, Oh, what's Thai stand for? Like, you know, um, you know, my logo has the eye on it. Mm-hmm. And that's because my eye is everything. My right. eye was what's got me through fashion. My eye got me through the hood. My Dope. eye got me through the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, my, mm-hmm. and, and my eye and my eye 
also my third eye gave me the intuition to be able to do what I'm doing now because I already sold the seeds 20, 30 years right. ago. And people was like, oh, you're an anomaly. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, da, 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 oh yeah. or whatever. So I love to hear that, you know, something that simple got you to where you are today because mm-hmm. you guys have been at the Navy Yard for how long now? We've been there since 99. Wow. I had um, I quit my job in wow. December of 99 and came home and we've been there ever since. Ever since. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. They did a, 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 um, a wonderful um, display and all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about that, um, the, um, the display that you guys had did or, or was a, some, somebody did an um, a art exhibit or something with pop culture a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. The jewelry for New York Jewelry Week. Uh-huh. We um, partnered with um, Shara Hoop 88 Dreams. Shout mm-hmm. out to her. Mm-hmm. She was looking for a space to... Um, to display her jewelry alongside um, artist Bluster One. Mm -hmm. He did a really fabulous exhibit Mm -hmm. where he, like, um, he draws um, different pieces in hip-hop. So he had Raekwon's Tarantula and um, um, Roxanne Shante's double, you know, bamboo earrings. So he did a collection. It was like 17 pieces that represented jewelry in hip hop. And so it was an art exhibit and the jewelry was on display for New York Jewelry Week. And we transformed the space. And ever since then, we've kind of like kept a lot of elements of that transformation. Right, right. So I like love it now. now. Yeah, I love it. It's (laughs) like, I love when people like, you know, we always collaborate with people to do events. Mm -hmm. And after the event, I always keep like a little element of whatever that event was. This one was by far like the best. Oh, wow. (laughs) Big up to you. Congratulations on that. I appreciate it. I really do. I just think that it's the dopest thing when you have this brand and you're able to keep expanding and growing and stuff like that. Because um, the show that we did together was called Street Art Meets Fashion. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've always thought about. And and like you said, he created these art pieces from the history of hip hop and it being the celebration of hip hop and then also jewelry week and all of this kind of stuff. And being able to combine that, that is just brilliant. And I just love brilliant people and brilliant minds. So you guys give a shout out to this brilliant woman right here. Thank you. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So now hip hop closet today versus hip hop closet back in, in the day. What would you say is your is the difference in your approach and your model? So now we're like really more hands on with um, in person, you know, mm-hmm. and doing events and community events and mm-hmm. actually like seeing our customer right. in in their fle- in the flesh. So <laughs> it's not so much online where you know there's no face, there's you no know, face, like right. you don't have that connection. So it's really dope to like meet different people. Somebody came in from um, Oakland last week and we had an amazing conversation. He told me about his business and mm-hmm. what he's doing. Right. He bought a code and, you know, it's just nice to have these conversations with people right. and really get to know people on a different level other than just purchasing and leaving. You right. know? Just so purchasing and leave, right? I really That's love that. Grab, I call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the model, like we, you have to make an appointment to come in. So mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's a different kind of um, feel when you know you make an appointment to come in. You know that you're getting 
that attention that you need and you're getting what what you want you know so it's it's really nice i have a couple coming in from europe they Mm -hmm. they came last two years ago Mm -hmm. and so they called me and said we're coming back and you know and it feels like family is coming to shop with you yeah so so they come and they do like so it's set up showroom it's set up showroom style but is it like you know showroom style to where they come to purchase or showroom style to where they come to view it or is it both? So by the time when people, that's another great thing. Like once people make an appointment and come right, in, they're right. really they're at the purchase point. They're right. ready to purchase. They were to purchase. Yeah, because you could shop all day and night on on the internet. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. um, on the website, you right. could find everything you want. In fact, before or during the appointment, when you make the appointment, we ask you what do you want to look for? you know what, what are you, you looking, looking for, for? yeah right, yeah right. so that we can also have it ready for you you know because right. we don't have everything out and you know some things are made to order so right. you know yeah it's it's you know like all right that. that's cool so i'm gonna touch on that on that ready to order thing because there's a thing called studio services when you go to department stores when i was a celebrity stylist i used to have to make appointments and then they would come in and they would have the champagne and everything ready for you and they would have exactly like you said that so when we come back from this break i want to talk a little bit more about that dive into that personal service um, aspect of it okay all right mm-hmm. we'll be right back this is a fashion moment with tai chun on fashion fridays at party 101. iHeartRadio in the Matrix Studio here with our guest, Kaisha Kelly of Hip Hop Closet. Be right back in 
welcome, welcome, welcome back to a fashion moment with Tai Chun and Fashion Fridays at Party 101.9 iHeartRadio in the Matrix Studio. You already know the vibes. And I got my girl here, Kaisha Kelly from Hip Hop Closet. And we were talking about how she has clients that come in. And it's and I was telling her that, you know, in my career when I was doing uh, when I was a fashion with a fashion style. <laughs> <laughs> celebrity stylist, fashion stylist, whatever you want to call it, y'all. And I was talking about studio services, like when we used to go to, to Henry Bendel's and different stores and stuff like that, you would come in and you'd have your appointments set up. So we were talking, so you were saying how you, your clients, like you have a client that's coming in that, you know, that comes, that's been there before and it's like family and stuff like that. And you're able to set up what they want because they tell you what it is that they're looking for. And then you said some pieces are made to order right. or what have you and whatnot. So what's the difference between having people come in to shop and people coming in to pull for a video shoot or a movie or a celebrity or what have you? So, um, yeah, the stylist appointments are different. Mm -hmm. Um, We do charge a pull fee Mm -hmm. and it's different. Gotta charge that pull fee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's different because... um, a lot of time with stylists, they need it yesterday. Right, right. So it makes it a little bit difficult because some of our stuff is made to order. Right. So, and then the sizes, like a lot of artists and, you know, celebrities, they're not regular person sizes. Size. Exactly. <laughs> they're like really small. So, you know, it, it is challenging, but mm-hmm. we, we do it. We do we're it. able to, yeah, figure it out. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, who are some of, the, your more most memorable like clients that that come through. Um, the most memorable one lately was Bobby Brown. Really? Because it's Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I didn't get to meet him in person. It was the stylist purchased the stuff for him, right, but right, um, right. I was able to see it on him right, and right, know right. that I got that from Bobby Brown. Right, right. And he loved it. So that was um most memorable. And yeah. that's that's super dope. That's super dope. Yeah. So when as a businesswoman and as a black woman in this industry, because you are in the fashion industry, you know what I'm saying? And it's a very cutthroat industry, although, you know, you come from the avenues of Brooklyn and stuff like that. You still have to work within the confines of some of the fashion things. How have you been able to sustain being a black woman in this industry and, you know, gaining the respect and keeping the respect that you get and that you have? Yeah. Um I mean, I just demand it, you know, oh, just flat right. out. And I don't know how to be any other type of person in the industry. Right. <laughs> you, and know? you got two brothers, too. So. I have two brothers. <laughs> so like, up, like, I was, I'm the youngest. So <laughs> it's always been a, you know, like you have to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is in engineering. Right, you right. know, wasn't a lot of black women right, in right. there in mm-hmm. that field. So I've always been pretty much a minority. So I guess I've always learned how to, like, you know, demand that you hear my that voice. That you hear my voice. Mm-hmm. I know that. And right. like you said, going in rooms where you're celebrated and mm-hmm. where people want to hear your voice and mm-hmm. where they appreciate your um input. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it took me a very long time, like in the industry, because, you know, I too am Brooklyn and I came from Brooklyn. And when I was doing Fashion Week, it was on my terms and stuff like that. But then when I started to grow, people started to tell me, well, you need to be doing Mercedes Benz and you need to be doing this and doing that. And I kind of became a a contortionist to kind of conform myself and stuff like that. And it's very refreshing now to be back where you you stayed 
where you stayed because I was very clear on who I wanted to be and stuff like that. But I kind of shrunk myself mm-hmm, in order mm-hmm. to fit into these boxes right. that, you know, honestly, I didn't even belong in because right. I was too big and too magnanimous for them mm-hmm. to even understand anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give a shout out to my boy, Anjali Antali, talking about how yes. to conform yourself, you know, God rest his soul. You know, he was at, at um, Vogue magazine forever. And he was actually there with Anna Virlin, who was there before, um, Di- not Anna Virlin, <laughs> Diana Virlin, who was there before Anna Wintour. Right. And she started the Met Gala and all of that kind of stuff. And Angelian Talley, speaking of having, you know, being in these spaces and stuff like that, he was a fashion, he was, he was an um, editor at large. Mm. And most people don't understand that editor at large is the equivalent of being an intern. It's not a real position. Right. So he spent his entire career being an editor at large. Mm. And he he didn't get to get his flowers the way that he deserved. Yeah. What would you say to young black women that's on the internet now looking at hip hop closet, coming to your shows and watching the fabulous shows that you've been putting on or whatever? Those the runway shows are amazing, guys. I'm telling you. In, Thank in the, you. In, in and that last one, I just got to give it up to you. Thank <laughs> you so much for trusting me with your vision and and just collaborating with me on that because like you you brought it you brought it because you know i mean i'm not gonna front you know like you talk to people and they they you know say they gonna do this and do that and then and then when it's time to come to the table is none of it is there you brought every single thing that you said you were gonna bring and then some like you showed up so shout out to you Shout out to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So back to you. <laughs> this is your interview. And I appreciate the flowers. I accept it. I accept it. So um, how what do you tell these young girls? Because so, first of all, yeah. you said you were in engineering, which is totally tough mm-hmm. for any minority, period. And then a woman and then a black woman. And then, you know, now you're in these spaces and, and, and you know, owning your own business for over 25 years now because we're going into your 26th year. And, thank you. you know, what do you tell these young black women, these young black girls and these, you know, what do you tell them? So, first of all, um, you really, really have to be your number one champion. You have to believe in yourself. You have to um, see your vision and follow it no matter what anybody says. Because like you said, so many people will come to you and they'll tell you, go this way, go that way. You should be doing that. That's not going to work. But if you truly in your heart believe it'll work, then you have to follow through. You have to do the work. You have to show up. And just believe in yourself and surround yourself with people that also believe in you. And I'm not saying surround yourself with yes, and you know, like have people around you that'll say, you know what, that's a great idea, but maybe we should execute it in this way, you know, or maybe we should save that for later and do it, you know, like just have a team around you. Like don't always look to, you know, partner up with people that are like way up here, you know, like look around at your team and Mm -hmm. find out who's right next to you that you can partner up with and just, Stay the course. And stay the course. That that is the realest thing that I've ever heard, stay the course. Because, you know, it's really difficult to, you know, hear all of these no's that we hear. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I used to tell my one of my partners back in the early, um, early days, I used to tell them, 
one no is a thousand yeses mm -hmm. because that yes is out there. And, and, and to dust yourself off and keep it going and keep it moving and stuff like that. Give us one um, example of when you was ready to give up because we've mm. all had those moments when we hit the wall right. and been like, what? Um, why am I doing this? I, I feel like it was right before we moved. So it was probably like 2015. Mm -hmm. um, and the internet like you know i'm seeing you know comparison is also the killer of joy or right. you know that's mm -hmm. the saying or whatever so you know you see all of these other businesses that are coming along after right, you and right, they're like right. so much bigger and they have these huge marketing budgets and mm -hmm. everybody's like oh look over there look over there and it's like but i've been here like right, look, right, you know right, look right, at right. me so it was probably like 2015 and i was like oh i just I, I didn't have the passion anymore i didn't you know the drive just wasn't there right and I met um, TK. Um, she is a, like a business advisor. Mm -hmm. And it was actually through the Brooklyn Navy Yard. And mm -hmm. it was a program that they um, had where they kind of put us through this like accelerated MBA program, so to speak, really? where we um, and the first thing, the first class was really hard because the first class they were like, OK, what do you do you want to close this business down or do you want to grow right. and it was like no i don't want to want to shut it down but it's like if you keep along this path it's going to be gone right so you have to get uncomfortable you have to be real with yourself you mm -hmm. have to look at these numbers you have to learn this stuff and you have to create a vision and a growth plan right. and go for it and go for it yeah that's amazing yeah. advice Thank and you so that. that was that was the moment where i was like Okay, we put on my big girl panties uh, <laughs> and figure this out, and that's when I got the vision, and we moved to the um to the new space. That's that's that is so amazing. I know, like in my career, I've you know I've you know people kind of pigeonhole me as a stylist or what have you, mm -hmm. and you know I've been a fashion editor, I'm, I'm I'm a filmmaker, I'm a writer, I'm all of these different things and stuff like that or whatever, and I had to find, like you said, my own my own um, team and stuff like that and people who believed in what I was doing right. and who was wanting to move upwardly mobile with uh, mobile with me or whatever and I and I found also that I had to also be my own cheerleader like you said and like I give like when I talk to kids all around the country I tell them I said every superhero has their theme music mm -hmm. so before I go out the house you know I put on Psalms 91 and Psalms 23 then I listen to some gospel music and then when I get into the shower I put on some we're 702 be at you know right, what I'm saying right. whatever, and, all that. and all of these things that all the way until I'm leaving with my headset on to go to where I'm going mm -hmm. that's my theme music yeah. and I bring all of that energy and people of course with my ancestors too on my mm -hmm. shoulders and stuff like that if you were to tell someone one key thing to do in order to become successful what would you tell them get your mind right whoa get your mind right ah. what are you thinking about what are you really thinking about Take the moment to to go over your thoughts because mm -hmm. it's all mindset. It's all mindset. It's all mindset. And you will be surprised like when you sit still 
and really listen to yourself, turn everything off, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. turn everything off, right. you know, sit in silence and really, what are you thinking about? Right. Are you bigging yourself up? Like you said, are you, you know, like elevating yourself? Are you thinking about where you want to be? Mm -hmm. Or are you thinking about where you can't, you know, like what you right. can't, can't do? Exactly. You know, what? what's the language that you use on a regular basis? That's Word. coming what's from the your language you use. Yeah, on a regular that's coming basis. from your mindset. Like all of it is mindset. All of it is, you, you know, like what jewels. you believe in. <laughs> yeah. And so that that's number one. That's, number that's one. it. That, honey, that's that's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's the best. So we're going to veer away a little bit from all of that and get into a little bit of fun okay. or whatever yeah, and everything. Like <laughs> <laughs> so now the holidays, uh, we just passed. And um, DWI, uh, the, the owner of Matrix Studio, he and I talked about Thanksgiving, right? And we were talking about um, what you wear and all that kind of stuff. And everybody was laughing at me because I said, I, you know, I don't get dressed up anymore. I wear loungewear. So I was trying to explain to people what loungewear is. Loungewear is not pajamas. Loungewear is what you do after you shower, perfume yourself up, yeah. and doll yourself up, put on your best slides, mm -hmm. and it's something you wear. And it could be a kimono, whatever, and stuff it's like slipping that. Into it's slipping into something sexy and comfortable. Yeah. And, and because I'm a host all the time, and I'm always cooking 99.99999% mm -hmm. of the time or whatever, I don't want to be in a suit. I don't want to be um, all done up and everything. Right. I want to be comfortable mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that or whatever. And I also want to be fly enough to be able to take photos. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that part. That part. So what what do you do? Because you said for New Year's, you used to throw big parties. We used to throw, like. yeah, big. And they were like basement house parties. Right, but right, like right, the right. basement would be rammed down. Uh, it'd be like kids upstairs grandparents upstairs the you know the uh, adults downstairs so it was fun and i mean i'm a very emotional dresser right, so like right. i can't plan things ahead you uh -huh. know how, like people are like planning a whole week right, ahead right, no right, 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 right. when i wake up how do i feel how do i want to step out if do i want to be super comfortable mm -hmm. do i want to sacrifice a little bit of comfort for you know like mm -hmm. a little sexy or something right, so right. It varies from year to year, mm -hmm. but it's always festive. Like I love like sparkle sequins, mm -hmm. you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But then I also like to be super comfortable in the house. Right. So like sometimes like lately since our, um, since it's been scaled down a lot, I like onesies. I like these like little, you know, like cotton onesies with the zipper and it's like still, you know, comfortable, really cute but comfortable. cute. Uh -huh. Yeah. I love, love, love my onesie. Um, so I'll do that sometimes. Um, so it just really depends. Mm -hmm. Like, cause like you said, as a host and you're running here and running there, you don't want to be all sweaty and exactly. crazy looking. So, and, and you're a family woman. Do you make the kids get dressed up for the holiday? Well, so we used to, like mm -hmm. they would have like their dresses. I still have pictures of that. Like they have, you know, full dresses and everything. Yeah. Right. So they used to get dressed up, but now it's like, you know, whatever you want to do, but they're, they're fashionable. You know, my youngest one, she's in fashion major. So right, right. yeah, she's always like jazzing Jazz about. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Do you have to make hubby get dressed too? No, I did Listen, he does what he <laughs> but he's always fly. He always like, you know, he's always coordinating it right. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> what about extended family? Like that come in? Like, no, so I don't have no, I don't have any rules. Just like come comfortable mm -hmm. and you know, 
the however you want. Yeah, so it's like right. So it's it is weird because like some people will be really dressed up and then some people will be dressed down. But you know, it's like just come and have a good time. Just come and have a good time. Yeah. And and that's and that's the most important thing to me about the holiday. It, and I think that COVID stole that from the black community is because because now our elders are scared to be around the kids. Yeah. They're scared around to be around the teenagers and they're scared mm-hmm. to be around, you know. So I and, and that's one of the things that I want to bring back is that feel, you know what right. I'm saying? Like you're talking about that family feel. Yeah. Just everybody just, you know, coming how they come and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, that uncle that you know is always going to drink too much. And that, <laughs> and that aunt that yes, can't cook yes. but always want to bring something. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that homey feel and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Are you one of those people for New Year's who believe in the superstitions? Like, um, you got to have black Right, the black eyed peas and, and everything. The, uh, and the you first man your house got to have a, a, a money in his pocket. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not. But what I have started is um, a vision board. Right. Like, so me and my girls, we sit down and we do vision boards mm-hmm. on um, New Year's. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that could be like, it's not so much a superstition, but just like a, just a, a, a tradition. tradition. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, this is the fresh start. I mm-hmm. mean, even though I kind of believe like, really you plant your seeds for the new year in like october and right. november, november so to speak right. you know because mm-hmm. like by the time the holidays come around you kind of floating through everything exactly so when new year starts you kind of got to be ready to run exactly. you know like ready so i kind of like think about my new year in october right. and stuff mm-hmm. you know and and, 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 I, and I, I think of my new year in february that's my birthday so <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. So so February, every February, it's a new year for me and stuff like that. The other stuff is just, you know, like the tradition of the world and family and stuff like that and what's expected. But my new year is in February. I start everything in February and and I go from February to February to figuring out where I need to be and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So by the time this time of year, whatever. I've already exhausted myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, literally, I take like the last two, three weeks of December off <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, I'm done. Because, like I said, I like you start in October, I start in February, so you have to be ahead of the curve and stuff like that. Especially, like you said, once we start the next week, it's too yeah. late to be planning. Yeah, you got to hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to know what you're doing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So let me ask you a question: fashion tip for the hip hop community. What's one of the most staple pieces that you carry in your in your um in in your showroom? Um, I guess it would be the um the Marlboro style sheepskin. Uh, like, yeah, that's you know that's a staple. We do it in a bunch of different colors, and then the baseball, the buttersoft leather baseball jacket. Oh yeah. wow! Because like we have that in probably like fifteen colors, so mm-hmm. people will get one and they just you know like get all the colors. And right, right. That's like something that never goes out. That never goes out of style. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with that. That's like I used to. One of my things used to be like you used to have to have. Uh, a pair of Stan Smiths and a white pair of Reeboks. <laughs> right, right, yes, yes. <laughs> a white mm-hmm. pair of Reeboks. Like you had to have those yeah. fresh, crisp mm-hmm. hair and a pair of Thames. Those was my yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? I just bought a pair of Reeboks. So the 54-11. Yes, fresh, crisp, white. <laughs> my friend was having like a 90s party. I was like, okay, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, um, and my new uniform now is. 
I'm starting to wear a lot of farmers again. Like the really, yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I've gotten like seven different different stuff: mm-hmm. Oshkosh, Biarch, Levi's, Lees, um, and just I've um, never been able to rock that look. No, no. Oh my god, I love it. Because my breasts. <laughs> 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 Always wanted to do it. But let me tell you something. I'm going to style you in one. Okay. We're going to do, do a photo shoot. Yes. I'm going to style okay. you in one. And I'm yeah, yeah. Hook it you, up for me. I guarantee you, you're going to love the Okay. All right. I'm willing. I'm willing. <laughs> because let me tell you, one of the things I used to tell when I was at, um, when I was um, at BET, I used to tell Lynn Harris Taylor and, and, and Deborah Lee and then I used to tell them, Clothes are for bodies, not hangers. So right. if you, if someone doesn't pay attention to your body, your shape, your type, and all that kind of stuff, your limp, the limp of your torso, yeah. your legs, all of that kind of stuff, you have to envision, mm-hmm. and that's how you know what kind of what kind of farming you could do. Because some have the longer bibs, some have right. the shorter bibs, and stuff okay, like that, gotcha. So if you want to extend, if you want to extenuate your breast, there's a certain one that you wear, and if you want to reduce it, there's a certain one that you wear. Okay, well, like yeah, get me into that. Yeah, I'm oh, gonna. Yeah. Get, I'm I'm gonna do I'm a excited. shoot with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do a I'm shoot excited. with you for sure. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so let me ask you a question about um working with family. Because you said that um that one of your brothers is an artist, another one is a DJ, and one of the brothers came up with the idea, and then you know you left engineering and started this full time. How is it working with family? Um, I mean, it's definitely not easy at times, mm-hmm. but especially since you're the baby sister. Right. Yeah, but I also feel like when you, like, you know, you have certain expectations and then you understand who people are, you know, like you can't change people. Right. So once you realize like, okay, what to expect and, you know, like you communicate, then you're fine. Right. right. And you like, you have to have that, that goal, you know, Mm -hmm. like we did a business plan. Right. Like before anything happened, we had a solid business plan. Okay, slow down. What's a business plan? So a business plan is basically like what you're going to do in this business, right. how you're going to grow, right. what the financials should look like, mm-hmm. um, how you're going to execute this business mm-hmm. and where you want to see it, you know, move to. And um, in your business plans, in mine, I projected out 10 years and I went to an investor and it was like, that's too far. You need to do a five year business plan and, and, and kind of reduce that or whatever and everything. And and you're and you'll find out that your immediate needs will be more heightened than within a 10 year plan. You're giving yourself too much cushion. Right. Or whatever. How 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 did you we did um a five year, but like also thinking about longevity of the business, mm-hmm. you know, because like when you go into business and there was a lot of stuff that we did completely wrong right, you right, know because right, we were right. not in business uh-huh. and in high you know hindsight is 2020 mm-hmm, like if i could do mm-hmm. it all over again i would definitely do it differently but um when you start a business the most important thing is understanding the end goal right. so whether it's 5 10 15 20 30 100 right know where what's the end you know like how does this end for you right because it will right. you know like no matter what <laughs> No matter what, it's going to end for you. Right. But does it have Have to end end with with you? You you know, like, so, you know, do you want to, you know, create a business that's going to go on for generations to come? And, you know, so with that, you operate a business differently. Absolutely. We're going to we're going to take a break on that because that generations to come is the next step I want to talk about with you for this quick break. And this is a fashion moment with Tai Chun. This is Fashion Fridays, Party 101.9 iHeartRadio at the Matrix Studio. You heard you already know the vibes. And I'm here with my girl, Kaisha Kelly from Hip Hop Closet. And we'll see you in 5.321.
Takes a lot to inside me, baby. Give it all you got. I'm a tough cookie, baby. Get the right You texting me, you know I won't reply. Why you ain't f- with me when I wasn't this fly? Now I'm on top and now I'm riding sky high. Don't need nobody, but I'll take you down tonight. And now I'm okay with being nasty. Too hot for all these clouds in your way. Body dripping, boy, but you gon' have to wait. But when you get it, licking like a candy cane. Keep your eyes on me, eyes on me apply. Get it, don't be timid when you in a tight. Love a bomb, live alone, leave it. Say, so I don't want no drill, baby, spray like you need it. So fine, spicy, baby, jump up on this. I guess that's why you like it, baby. Come and get this. Takes a lot to inside me, baby. Give it all you got. I'm a tough cookie, baby. Get the rice bowl. Yeah, yeah. Hit it, baby. Hit it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I do is. 
please, I wanna give you this, give you this, just so you lie. Feel like a Thursday, how I'm throwing it back. I'ma make it go north, south, east, west coast, west coast. Maybe we can go north, south, east, west coast. I'ma make it go north, south, east, west coast. Maybe we can go north, south, east, west coast. Yeah. Baby, if you wanna go, we can figure it out your way. Your way. Come and coast with me, my Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to a fashion moment with Tai Chun. And this is Fashion Fridays, Party 101.9, iHeartRadio, The Matrix Studio. You already know the vibes. We got my girl, Kaisha Kelly, in the building, Hip Hop Closet, the one and only um, hip hop um, feature closet like this. I mean, the just, I mean, when I tell you this girl is like, the, the definition of dopeness oh, and 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 the and this love and energy the nurturing that she has that comes and oozes out of her it's a rarity to find people like that so I just want to thank you for being here today thank for you for real. having me this is so <laughs> dope I'm so proud of you <laughs> so excited you. for your journey and thank you know you. where this is gonna go I love thank it. you so now what was the last thing that we was talking about we were talking about um legacy right yes yeah so we were talking about legacy what do you, do you think is going to be your legacy with Hip Hop Closet? Because you, we talked about the about the 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 business plan, and it's going it's you're going to end. We already know that we're here to live and we're here to die. So we also know that. But does everything that we do have to die with us? Right. When you created it, did you create it for a legacy for your girls? Did you create it for a legacy for for generations to come? Like, is that a part of what you see with hip hop closet? Um, yeah. So when we created it, neither one of us had kids, right. but we did um, know that we wanted to have a family business. We mm-hmm. wanted a business that was, um, you know, family owned and operated. Right. And then we had kids. So then it was like, okay, okay, we can. This can be something that they can come in and run. Right. So um, my nephew works there now. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's going into fashion, so we'll see if she wants to pick it up. Right, you know. Right, right. Um, but it's not always about your direct, you know, descendants right. that take it. You know, take it over. You know, even if it's somebody outside of the family, but right. it's still, still like they're on the board of directors or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, running it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm like because like my company is called MVC Management Productions, right? That's who um, manages me, Tai Chun, and my brand, and a host of other celeb- um, celebrities, stylists, makeup artists, and yada yada yada, and all that kind of stuff, rap artists, and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And that legacy is my sister. My sister's name is Monique Vanessa Chun, and MVC is her initials, obviously. And I wanted to do something to honor her and keep her legacy going. Right. She died, unfortunately, to a brain aneurysm. Oh. 
1991. So thank you. And so that was my way of making sure that she lived on. Yes. So everything that I've done, like when you Google me and you see Mercedes Benz and you see this person and you see the dress on Beyonce and you see Liv Tyler and all of these kinds of things, it's kind of like, you know, her her living yes. on mm-hmm. past her her passing, which has been, you know, over 30 years now. Right. So I kept that in mind. Mm-hmm. So it was important to me to make sure that this legacy goes on. My daughter, she's not going to be a part of it, but my <laughs> grandson told me, Pop, pop, everything that you have, leave it to me because I'm going to make sure that you, that I yeah, take, yeah. take care of it. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it skips a generation, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so it's, so what's the importance of legacy? Because unfortunately in our community, you know, like when we talked about Stephen Burroughs and, you know, the 50th, 50th anniversary of the Black supermodel, but also giving homage to Stephen Burroughs, who made it possible being a designer back in those days because they called us costumers mm-hmm. in Paris. Right. They, the Parisian um, fashion world were very, very prejudiced and especially very, um, very... Uh, standoffish when it came to American designers, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were couturiers and all this other kind of crap or whatever. And Stephen Burroughs went there and did that. So he's not a household name. Mm. Like every one of us should have a piece from Stephen Burroughs. Like Farrah Fawcett wore one of his chainmail dresses to the 1978 um, um, Oscars. Farrah Fawcett was a big deal back in the right. days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, she died the same day as Michael Jackson. So her death was, you know, like, right. you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, wasn't celebrated the way it was. But this here, this is, is this black man from Harlem has the America's sweetheart. Because remember, everybody had a Farrah Fawcett poster right. in, their, in yes. their house. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's almost like that Jamaica poster. Remember the, the Jamaica poster yeah. with the woman, the, the, um, you know, or whatever, and stuff like that. Everybody had that poster mm-hmm. and whatever in there. And Charlie's Angels is what it is because of who Farrah Fawcett was, right. you know, being a sex symbol. And she married Lee Majors, who was a $6 million man and all of that kind of stuff. But to have Stephen Burroughs have her wear that, and then turn around in 2014 and have our forever first lady, Michelle Obama, right. wear one of his pantsuits. Mm-hmm. Why is he not a legacy? Right. Why is it Andre Leontali's story told? Why do we know Anna Wintour? Why is the devil wears right. Prada and not the devil wears, you know, uh, 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 um, what did he wear? Those, uh, you know, <laughs> those caftans. Oh, why, yeah. why is it that the devil wear a caftan? In honor of right. Andrew Leontelli, because before he was with her, he was Andy Warhol's assistant, too. Mm-hmm. So that means he's been out there forever. Ever. And I say all of that to say to you, what is the importance of legacy if you wanted to tell our kids? Because I don't think that they get it because they're stealing so much of our history and, and our history and all of the things that are that we've accomplished in this world. What is the importance of legacy? What would you tell that to any kid listening, any adult listening who is trying to instill it in their kids, any elder listening who's trying to instill it to their their adult kid to instill to their kids right. and their kids' kids? <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's it's like very loaded. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a lot you didn't loaded. know. You didn't know the gun was loaded. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean. It's that whole, you know, like, I walk so you can run thing, you know, right, like, right. and 
really recognizing that um it's generations that build onto you know certain things you know so like what i'm doing now is laying a foundation for them you know, to take it and run with right, it. Right, right. And before that, my grandparents, you know, my father, like they've all done stuff. So, you know, when you talk about legacy, you you definitely want to, you know, pay homage to people, bef- you know, that allowed you to be where you are. Right. You know, and, and really give that, you know, give them that, you know, praise and those flowers. Right, and, right. Um, you know, charity work is very important. Um, Please talk about it. To yeah, our community, charity um, work. Philanthropy, philanthropy and like setting up foundations in people's names that mm-hmm. you know were came before you that allowed you to you know be where you are. So just like voicing that and and you know letting the next generations know how important it is. Exactly. And, and and that's one of the reasons why I'm grateful for this show. And thank you to DWI and the Matrix Studio and iHeartRadio um, and Party 101.9. Because part of what I'm going to be doing in the next coming year is I'm going to be shouting out these um, our Black heroes and sheroes right. in fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like the um the first designer that um Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, one of the first designers she wore was a black man. Right. And then she wore a black woman, and we don't know who those people are. So I'm going to make it my business mm-hmm. on Fashion Fridays with a fashion moment with Tai Chun to educate our folk on yeah. that. But I also want to be able to bring people like you to the table who are doing so much and who need their flowers now. Thank you. Yeah. Who need their flowers now. Mm-hmm. Now talking about um that that legacy thing how um often is it that you work with the youth and what have you any chance i get mm-hmm. you know um just recently i did um when we were setting up for the um the new york jewelry week exhibit right I would like I was frazzled, like because I was also going on a um a cruise right, that right, next right, day. Because right. I remember you were telling me you gotta text me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like you know so much going on, but I made sure that I stopped and went and um spoke to the, um a group of young entrepreneurs who were doing their first vending, like they were really? doing their first um holiday market, uh-huh. and it's like little stuff like that. They don't understand, you know, like when you're vending, stand up in front of your table, Mm -hmm. talk to any and everybody. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about if you don't make that sale. Just talk to them, you know, because you never know. They might come back, you know, later on and Mm -hmm. get something. Give them that card. You know, so any chance I get, you know, like I'm telling if they come into the office, I'm telling them, you know, like any chance I get. And even our lives, I feel like I really want you to listen to our lives because there's so many gems that are being dropped Mm -hmm. by these, you know, pioneers in the game that were not in front of the camera. Right. Like, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's so much that happens behind that camera Mm -hmm. and at that, you know, what is the mixing board? (laughs) You know, like there's so much that happens over there that makes these artists who they are, you know, and kids don't see that. They don't see that. And they need to see that because that might be where they belong, Mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. that you could still use all your creativity there. So, um, you know, I just want any chance I get, you know, and I just want them to listen to 
these gems that are dropping. Because that's one thing I didn't have. I didn't have a mentor, you know, in business. You know, my parents were amazing, great, but I didn't have a business mentor to like, you know, guide me or answer these questions that, you know, you know, and especially in with e-commerce, it was brand new. It was so brand nobody new. knew, exactly. you know. Nobody like, knew. Like you yeah. said, it was the Wild Wild West. It was the Wild Wild West. Like it nobody was. knew. It was, no, no, no. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't. And I'm like, but why not? You should. Why not? You should. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny because I had just um, finished a semester with my interns. And one of the young ladies, um, a young black girl, and she was an um, architect major. And I said to her, I was like, okay, so what do you want to do with that? I don't know. I just like, you know, trying land. And I said, do you know that you can also be very um, productive in my agency and my company in drawing sets and doing that for the movies and stuff that we do or even doing office spaces and all these different kinds of things that you can do with that so that you're always current and that you can create your own lane and stuff like that so i find it very important what you said about you know those gems that you're dropping to these young people and stepping in front of the table and giving them that because that that's something that they're lacking Mm -hmm. and like with with my my brand tai chan brand collection it's called tai chan brand collection join the generation and it's it's like a um almost like a paying homage to remember the um the old ads for um for um united benetton the ads yes remember how yeah yeah all of these you know mm-hmm. wonderful people but in, in my campaign then join the generation it's a 180 year old black woman from Oslo, norway and a three-year-old boy from Brooklyn, New York. This is all about generation because I want to build that, you know, and and so because Mm -hmm. they get those jewels like you get. Mm -hmm. Because nobody, everybody's not as fortunate as we were to have, you know, parents and and brothers and sisters and stuff like that in our life. But I also was very fortunate because my grandfather was born in 1903. Mm. So, and he, and my family, they lived to 105, 104. Wow. You know, so I get to, I got to be in the with these people with mm-hmm. you know three years old and four years old and listen to this right. and get firsthand information from the 1900s mm-hmm. to now 2023 going to 2024 in this vessel right here right and it's important that it's so important it's important that i pass that on to them mm-hmm. so i'm just like i'm over the moon that you said that about stand in front of the table do this do that and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff because it's just, it's, it's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless. and it's just like those little tiny things, you know, like that people don't tell you, you know, yeah. that, and it like can make or break, you know, like your success. It can make or break your success. I remember I went to a um, seminar and the owner of Ben and Jerry's was there. The owner of Zipcar was there, Amex and some other people sponsored it. Amex and the New York Times sponsored mm-hmm. it. And I remember saying, you know, how do you continue running a business when you start every year off with a zero capital? Right. And everybody was like, because I, you know, they was like, oh yeah, because I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and right. my business is doing thousand dollars every month and renting this and that. And I never forget it. The owner of Ben and Jerry's came over, and the owner of Zipcar. They made a beeline. People, because you know, afterwards people go to the to the people who were on the panel. They went past all those people and came to me, 
and had a conversation with me and was like, that was the realest thing that I've ever heard anyone say in any one of these wow. things. And she told me the story, the owner of Zipcar, how she started her business in her house and her living room and everything was her office and they sat there and they did all of the pricing for the cars and all that kind of stuff. And after the first year, they didn't make the money that they were supposed to project to make. They realized that their monthly sales um, for the cars, like the monthly rentals, was almost equivalent to the same price as the weekly. Mm. So she had to now go back and change the model. Right. And tell people, we get ready to go up on you and we apologize that, that we made this error. Yeah. And she said that 10% that she lost she gained tenfold or whatever and stuff like that. So it's those kinds of mm-hmm. being honest. You didn't say it in jewels and stuff yeah. like that or whatever. It's really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And taking the time to like look at your failures and figure out, okay, well, what's the lesson in this? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. what what can I? How can I come out from you know stronger from this? Because right. every isn't every day isn't gonna be rosy, and mm-hmm. you know there's gonna mm-hmm. be you know sometimes when you're like kicking yourself, like why did I do that? Mm-hmm. But you did it. So did it. now what? You know, like if there, if there was one thing that I could do is I would love to take that word failure out of your out of your vocabulary mm-hmm. and turn it into learning experience. Right. Because there's no such thing as a failure. Right. The only thing that is a failure is not trying. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when you fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So because I, I, I watch you, you know what I'm saying? And, and I've watched you do everything that you do and I've watched you manage things and I've watched you still keep the same composure and temperament and stuff like that, which I don't have. <laughs> no, you do. You do. No, don't don't take that away from yourself because you. even during what during the fashion show, because remember we there was bumps along the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I learned a lot from you because like and with everything you were like, you know what? Well that's just how it's gonna go. You know, like it was, you were like so calm. You were so calm. You're like, it's going to work out. It's going to work itself out. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it will be. You know what? It will be. It will be. And let me tell you something. The front is, is that I'm like that for everybody else except myself. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate you noticing that and whatever about me and stuff like that. And I just think, like, I mean, I could sit here and do and be a, it could be a praise fest for you and stuff like that. But we're gonna um, wrap up really soon or what have you. So I want you to tell people how in the world do they find you now that people are getting to are getting to be um, bombarded with other right, you know, so, brands um, and stuff like that. We're on IG and Facebook, Hip Hop Closet. The website is hiphopcloset.com. Um, I'm Kai. In NY, Kai underscore in underscore NY. <laughs> Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the that, that's how you find me. That's how you find you. And 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 how can if someone wants to um be, volunteer with you, be an intern with you, be a part of what it is that you're doing, contribute or any kind of way or what have you, how do they contact you? They can DM me, DM or call. Um, mm-hmm. my email is Kai. Or Kelly at hiphopcloset.com. You mm-hmm. can email me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, before we, all you folks start to DM her and stuff like that, <laughs> what are some of the qualifications that are needed? Um, <laughs> or some of the things that you're looking for for people if you're looking for people? Right. Um, I just want somebody that's resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that knows how to get the job done mm -hmm. and that's on time mm -hmm. and you know says what you know says what they're going to do and do what they and, say and deliver yeah and and deliver. deliver absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. it's been such a pleasure being it's here it's been a pleasure you. being here thank you so much no thank you you have been the bomb.com you have to come back and see us in 2024 and we also need to see some of your wonderful artists and and designers that you represent there and hopefully in 2024 tai chan brand collection absolutely we can make that happen <laughs> that's done that's done that is done yeah and this has been a fashion moment with tai chan and this has been a fashion friday at party 101.9 yes. <laughs> heart the radio last friday the last friday of 2023 could you imagine that and the matrix studio big up to my boy dwi and also our dj twerk swerve swerve <laughs> <laughs> this is live, so you know how that goes. <laughs> CJ Twerve. This is our first time working together, so please excuse me not not having that already planned out. But he has been amazing, the music that he's played, and he's ran the boards and the cameras for us. So let's give a round of applause for DJ Swerve, please. Yes. And you can find DJ Swerve. Where can we find you at? Hey, what's going on? Uh, lovely show. Lovely show, guys, and uh, you know, bless wishes to y'all in the new year coming in. First and foremost, you know, every day is a blessing when you wake up. Absolutely. So um, I'm glad that I'm here, even though I'm a little ill, but I'm out here working. You know, what I'm saying I had to come through. DWI's in Canada right now, so you know, what I'm saying with his son, seeing him, and uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm here. You know, I'm like his left hand, right hand man, and he calls me, and I, I just like you said. I come through. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I definitely come through. But I, I definitely want to tap in with you guys. I said a couple of things that I'm already doing. Um, never thought I would get into fashion, but I, I have been doing merch for the past eight years. Uh-oh. You know Big time. So, Congratulations. Y'all mentioned, mentioned uh, like 50 years of hip-hop. I do sell. I'm probably the only person in New York City that moved the uh, 50 years of hip-hop hats and uh i've been doing that in new york and out of state too i don't i don't know why nobody ain't do it but I, I i say this if something if money's left on the table ain't nobody getting it i'm coming through uh -oh. i'm getting that uh -oh. well count me in on some of that money <laughs> yeah that, that's 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 what it is you know what i mean you, you got to see opportunities you see opportunities and you go for it Absolutely. you know what i'm saying we in new york so you know new york is a lot of people that's hustling and bustling i do various of things but one thing that i strive on is try to perfect you know and anybody could do whatever but it's, it's the people that take the time and to learning the craft and, and and getting and getting i got 30 years of djing uh -oh. i could do that with my eyes closed you know right. what i'm saying you mentioned engineering i went to audio engineering school i also worked six years with the youth with kids up in westchester so you know i, I did a lot in my, in my time and still doing more so i do teach and i and i'm still a student so i still learn absolutely yeah. stay a student stay, of yeah, life you have to stay a student, student of life yeah. we appreciate you so how can they hear your music well, I definitely have it running up here on DSN, the Matrix Studios, you right. know what I'm saying, Party 101.9. And actually, after the show, I will be playing a, a mix, Absolutely. one of my mixes. So, you know what I'm saying, you could definitely tune in here with the various other shows. And um, thank you for, you know, allowing me to speak on your platform. 
Absolutely, my brother. Thank you for being here. And I look forward to working with you in 2024. Yes, yes. All right. Everybody have a blessed new year. Take care of yourself and look out that window and see that horizon and appreciate it. Also take care of somebody else. Do something kind for somebody outside of yourself. And I want you guys to live a flea-free life. And this has been a fashion moment with Tai Chun on Party 101.9 iHeartRadio, The Matrix Studio, DJ Swerve in the building, and my girl, Kaisha Kelly of Hip Hop Closet. And I am your boy, Tai Chun. Live a flea-free life. Happy New Year. You're in the mix. 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 With DJ. 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 DJ.